Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. We're here to talk about the cycle of disempowerment. And, and let me just check in here collectively. Do me a favor, put the number one in the chat. If you are currently feeling disempowered or have felt disempowered, what's up, Lawrence? I'm glad you're here, brother. So if you've ever felt disempowered before, do me a favor, put the number one in the chat. What's up, Mark? Dude, what's up? right on time. We literally just opened it up. I just let them know we're talking about cycle of disempowerment. And I had asked them if they've ever felt a sense of disempowerment, whether currently, presently, or in the past. Put the number one in the chat. If you felt disempowered, yeah, take a sip of that coffee because we're about to get fucking wild today, gentlemen. Love it. The empowered man mug. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And it threw me for a huge loop. Absolutely. Guys, and also add on to that one. What has you feeling disempowered? Like what is specifically happening? Because when the cycle starts, you have one of two decisions. Now, some of you may be caught in the dogma of, yes, rethinking everything. We start to overanalyze. Man, do I tie my left shoe or my right shoe? Do I send this text? Do I say this message? Do I give her a hug? Do I say good morning? Sound familiar, Mark? Like some of these guys, they ask us like, do I send her a message? Like they're so stuck in the cycle of dysfunction that they have no yeah. idea what to do because they're so focused on her and she. Yep. Yeah, we start getting triggered. What else happens, guys? Like I'd love to hear from Tom, Josh Todd, Christopher Pig. Guys, thanks for joining us. We're talking about feeling disempowered. Yeah, we hide. Man, I've seen guys, and it's so funny, Mark, you've seen this as well. The business guys, the high achiever guys, they're like, man, I just turned to my business. I just make a lot of money. It's like, yeah, it's good till it's not. I love those guys because they're like, yeah, I've got all this money. I'll hide behind it. Yeah, you live a dumb or a numb life. Yeah. Yeah. I well, just it's what we know. It, everything that everyone's describing is our default, right? It's the yeah. default of where we go when we feel most out of control. Yeah. And when you feel most out of control, you're going to go to that thing that gives you the most solace and whether it doesn't matter what it is, it could be religion, could be, um, you know, a certain friends, certain groups yeah. could be porn, could, could be drugs. Gym. Yeah. It yeah. could be the gym. And, and it's not even that those things are always bad. It's that, are they keeping you from le leaning into the feelings of inadequacy you have? That's yeah. the problem. In Thrive, we talk about this idea of leaning into the pain. Most men don't want to lean into the pain because it fucking hurts. They don't want to be real about this shit because if I admit that I'm in pain, guess what? I admit I'm weak. And if I admit I'm weak, I'm basically saying I got no balls and I'm going to be ridiculed. I'm going to be shamed by the voice in my head. Maybe that voice was your dad. Maybe that voice was your uncle. Maybe that voice was your grandpa. Maybe that voice was your single mom. Maybe that voice was your buddies, your brothers saying these things to you. 
And those, that narrative is controlling how you show up and what you do with the pain that you're experiencing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And doesn't that lead to guys like, man, sometimes guilt tripping themselves and they start to feel guilty. Guys, do me a favor, put the number two in the chat. If you have ever felt a sense of guilt, or maybe you feel guilty about something. Yeah. It, it threw me off when I just saw Mark put two in the chat because I thought it was you. I was like, Mark, what do you feel guilty about, brother? Yeah, different Mark. I feel yeah, guilty, dude, man. Daily. <laughs> yeah, I'm daily. human. Yeah, we all have a sense of guilt, guys. Now, for the guys that all put two, I appreciate the honesty. For what? Take it a step further. What do you feel guilty about? What do you feel guilt towards? For you and for all my guys live here, I did this last week. I have a special exercise and an assignment from the vault literally just for you guys that are live sorry the guys that are watching this on replay i'm literally dropping it in the chat so the guys that are live are the only ones that get it so my guys that are live on zoom click that link it opens up an assignment that's from the vault that's going to follow along with this yeah i feel guilty that i couldn't fix what was going on or even couldn't figure out what was going on that's called the dogma yeah, failure of all of it. Why did she cheat? Yeah. Tell me more, guys. We had a lot of guys put two. What do you feel guilty about? Or if you felt guilt, put the number two in the chat and share. Do you want to you want to attack some of these? Yeah. Do yeah, wanna... let's go for it. Yeah, which one so, sticks out to you? All right. Uh, this is a good one. And and I think Josh can handle it. Lack of a cohesive family unit for the kids. Yeah, this, bring him on. this one was one of my biggest reasons for not filing for divorce because I was so scared that if I do that, it's going to fuck my kids up and it's going to cause irreparable damage. I'm just here to tell you that divorce does cause damage and divorce does cause trauma. But I'm also here to tell you that the story you're telling yourself about this quote unquote cohesive family unit is bullshit. And the reason I say that is because if you are unhealthy and your spouse is unhealthy, guess what? You get to be unhealthy parents for unhealthy children. And so you continue the shame cycle in their life because you don't have your shit together. She doesn't have her shit together. And what are you fucking accomplishing? You're, you're, you're accomplishing more darkness, more depression, more shame, more trauma for those kids. In my case, I took the opportunity to file for divorce. I got a divorce. And I worked on my side of the street. I owned my shit. I continue to own my shit continuously in everything I do, created a lifestyle habit of that, and then attracted someone who was healthy, who also believes in owning her shit. And so together we have this relationship where we have two flawed human beings who both have our garbage or our, our stuff that we bring to the marriage that wasn't necessarily unhealthy, but we work through it together and sort of bring healing to one another. And guess what that's done for my children? It's made their lives a hundred times better. Why? Because they're no longer living in a toxic cycle of shame bullshit. I say all that not to say, yes, go get a divorce. I'm not here to tell you that. But what I am here to tell you is it doesn't have to be the statistical. Your kids, your family doesn't have to be a statistic. And so many men believe that. Why? You watch too much fucking television. You watch too many news articles. You're, you're watching too many YouTube videos divorce is very destructive. No, there's no getting around that. And no one's here to say that it's not destructive, but there is a way through 
there is a path through that can help uh, make it uh, uh, almost amazing. I, I would say my kids are in a hundred times better place. My kids are being raised in not just an environment, but also with a stepmom who is able to care for and love them in a way that they weren't able to get and can't get from their current mom, from their real mom. And that's not a knock on her to, you know, say she's a bad parent, but it is what it is. And some of you are in those situations where you're holding on for dear life to something that it doesn't exist. It's just, mm-hmm. it's an image in your fucking brain. That's not true. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Now, that's the first one. What else should we go after? Yeah. How about well, the fixing one? Yeah. Or, the fixing. Yeah. No, I was going to say, these are all great. The fixing, which one you re- couldn't fix what was going on. Yeah. Even couldn't figure out what was going on. Yeah. That's like so common. Think they're like Bob the fixers. fucking builder. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Cause men are fixers. They, yeah. they feel like they have to fix everything. Why? Your father showed you that. And when your father couldn't fix something, guess what he did? He fucking pouted. He left. Mm-hmm. He screamed. He buried broke his head it. in the sand. He broke yeah. it. Exactly. All unhealthy patterns of his own inability to quote unquote fix things. And if he wasn't there, you definitely didn't have that. And so your role model became your own two-year-old self, right? Yep. Or maybe somebody else in your life that showed you, oh, this is what masculine men do. They pity party. They, yeah. you know, they yell, they scream, they get angry, they whatever, because they couldn't fix it. The, the thing is, is men are created to fix. Men are created to solve problems. Like, I, I truly believe that. But in the context, what happens is you're fixing the wrong problem. See, I'm a business guy. And so when I look at life, I look at it through even the same lens I look at my business. And that is that if I'm trying to solve the wrong problem, I'm going to get the wrong solution. Yep. And if I attack it with the wrong tactic, I'm going to screw things up worse than what it was. This is why those of you, your wife left, your wife wants out, whatever, and you start doing what? The flowers, the uh, I'll change, I'll do all this stuff. Why? You were applying a tactic to the wrong thing. That wasn't what she was looking for. That wasn't the real problem. The real problem wasn't that you said, didn't say I love you enough. The real problem was this guy. The real problem was you're refusing to take ownership over your shit. Now, just because you take ownership doesn't mean the marriage can be saved, but it definitely sure means that you can be. And too many guys are like, well, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the cause of my marriage. Why? Because your fucking ego. Because of your ego. Because it has at that at that end of the day, it then ends up having nothing to do with your love for her. It has everything to do with your ego for her. Your ego yeah. towards yourself of saying, Oh, I gotta, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. No, it's your ego. It's your you, your ego can't fathom somebody leaving you. Your ego can't yeah. fathom somebody rejecting you because it hurts like hell. Yeah. And the thing is, I'll, and I'll add on to this for the guys that have felt rejected, it's usually because it's reaffirmed the story that they've told themselves the, their entire lives that I'm not worthy and I'm not enough. And the only way that I can feel like I'm enough and worthy is by her wanting me again. Hmm. Sound familiar for my guys that are rejected? Yeah. It's not about her. It's about you. A lot of guys get caught in that dogma and they just guilt trip themselves. They further go down the path of shame and they blame. Does that sound pretty spot on, guys? We blame these external things. Like we had a guy I shared last week. We had a guy blame CrossFit once. Remember that, Mark? (laughs) Shared that with you. I was like, I had a guy on this fucking call blame CrossFit. And I told him, I was like, maybe if you went to CrossFit, you wouldn't be in this problem. But guys, 
what things, when I mentioned blame, because I'm getting a lot of head nods, what are some things that you've blamed? Like the bullshit things you've blamed. Yeah, CrossFit. Yeah, he blamed his wife going to CrossFit on the reason that they were so disconnected in their relationship. Because it's like a cult. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I'm not saying it's not. Um, But in that, like, we blame all this bullshit. Man, I had a guy guy literally blame his wife's job. The fact that she made more money than him. But what are some things that when I'm saying this, what are some things you guys are blaming? Yeah, my situation is complicated. Okay, that didn't answer my question. But guys, I'm curious because we've got some head nods. Because usually when there's guilt... There's something that we're blaming, and this is because we're in that cycle. So I'll give you guys a minute before we dive into some more of these. Yeah, I couldn't fix what was going on. We'll wait, because this calls for you guys. Is this falling on deaf ears? You guys not with me? Because we could end it too. I mean, ultimately... Yeah. Chris, it's not even about blame as much as it's taking responsibility. You know, and I know it's been a couple months since we had our our conversation, but it's really about you just taking ownership over the marriage, over yourself. Doing that ultimately is what leads to healthiness. Your wife, you can't make her do anything. Whether she puts in 10% or 100% is up to her. Now, I do believe in leadership and you can influence somebody. But you can only influence somebody to the point of them actually wanting to be influenced. This is why I laugh at all these guys out there going, oh, it only takes one to save the marriage. Fuck you and your bullshit. bullshit. Fuck you. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. It takes more than one. It takes two to fucking tango. And I'll go head to head with whoever these guys. I know know who they are. I don't give a fuck. I'll talk to all of them. Uh, I, I would love to have a debate on this. Because at the end of the day, it takes a second person to want to tango with you. Otherwise, you're dancing by yourself. You can dance by yourself all day and be like, yep, it's saved. It's whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, she it's leaves. not. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's the other leaves. thing too, is you can quote unquote, get her back. And then six months later, she's gone. How many times, Joey, have we heard that? How many oh. times have we heard? Oh man, we're working on it. Things are great all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like six months later, man, I found out she was cheating on me the whole time. Fuck dude. Well, what did you work on? Nothing. I wasted my time. And now what? Filing for divorce. Now what? I don't know what to do. Well, shit. You wasted your opportunity. Yeah. And they're back you in wasted the same your place. fucking opportunity. Yeah. You're back in the same place and darker. Why? Because we procrastinate. We procrastinate. And why do we procrastinate? Because we live life from a place of trauma. Procrastination yeah. comes from trauma. Proven fact. It comes from trauma. We're procrastinating because we're paralyzed with that fear of the unknown, fear of whatever it is that we don't want to do or, or get into. And this is why guys don't make a decision to go all in on themselves. They're yeah. so afraid. If I make a decision to go all in on myself, what's going to happen? She'll leave me for clo- she'll she'll actually file for divorce, or or then she'll cheat on me, or then she'll do this, or then she'll do that. It's like, dude, are you hearing what you're saying? If you're willing to go all in on yourself, and your wife is like going to divorce you because I'm of it, out of here. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be married to this person in the first place. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's crazy that it takes that type of dialogue to really bring that to the surface. And, you know, I love some of these shares here. Yeah, I blamed her for being too stubborn and not talking to me, but it was me just being being just as stubborn and not reaching out to her either. Yeah. There's something that I want to really focus on here is Chris's share. I blame myself. There's some responsibility yeah. there. So all the guys that shared 
guilt, some level of shame, some level of blame, let's bridge it. What can you take ownership over that led to the failure? Share in the chat, guys. What can you take ownership over that led to the failure? You know, Marcus shared countless times prolifically, he takes responsibility and ownership of the things that he did that led to the failure of his marriage. He takes ownership over that. I take responsibility over the things that led my relationship in the direction that it did. That's my duty as a man. Otherwise, I'm no better than the man looking back at me in the mirror. That's the only person yeah. I'm against at the end of the day, guys. So what can you take ownership over? Let's see it. What can you take ownership and responsibility over that led to the failure of the marriage? And this is about you. Let's see it. I used to blame my dad for, man, that one resonates with me. I used to blame my dad. Yeah, you never showed me how to do this. You never showed me how to be a man. So I like turned to all this like fickle nonsense to the, to, to the point where I became like super crass. The word that comes to mind is asshole. And guys, it, there's no room for that, especially when you're a father. Yeah. You take ownership of not being a safe place, safe listening place for her. These are good. I can make a contingency plan for how. Okay. But guys, what can you take responsibility over? What can you take ownership over? This is the place for it. Because if you're feeling guilt and you're feeling shame and blame, <clears throat> you're just going to stay stuck in that cycle. And we can't connect with those guys because they think we're picking on them. We're shaming you when we're not. What we're trying to do is bridge you from your guilt, shame, and your blame game to ownership and responsibility. How many guys want freedom? How many guys want peace? This is how you have to take responsibility and ownership first. Otherwise, you're just going to stay here and you're going to live a numb and very lonely life. And I don't want that for you. Man, Mark, Mark has spoken to plenty of those guys. We're offensive to them. We can't do anything to help someone that is stuck in a learned helplessness. Yeah. I haven't had coffee yet today. But I'm craving it because Mark has it right now. <laughs> I'm getting peace and ownership now from what? From listening to us? Man, I, I wish I was that great that guy, I could give guys peace through my words. If only it would last forever. It can when you do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Just naturally fired up. Yeah. Because I'm passionate about this. I believe in the power of men pushing men and holding them to the fire. But many men don't have that. Most of you are here because you don't have the example of what it means to be the man that your children need because you're not that man for you. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.